Well, welcome back, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to the uh, the third quarter of this uh, Carlton Collingwood game, and um, well, it's getting pretty interesting. I think um, uh, there was uh, Nathan Buckley. You could hear him. Um, he was pretty disappointed there, uh, the way Collingwood had let the game slip, but. I think he was so inspirational that uh, I would say that Colin would have a uh, pretty good chance. What do you reckon, Joe? Oh, absolutely! Very inspiring stuff there from Nathan Buckley. It was almost—he was almost like he was channeling Teddy Whitten. Unbelievable! So this should be an interesting uh, third quarter. <laughs> oh, you might be right there, Joe. I've <laughs> I thought I'd heard that somewhere before. Um, yeah, like Teddy Whitten, he was what a great coach he was. And now just the simplicity of the of the message, anyway. Uh, anyway, Johnny Tappy had to he had to go back to Kilmore to look after his horses. So uh, you know, that's all right. That's all right. What do you reckon, Joe? Yeah, yeah. It's a shame the legend had to leave, but um, yeah, so be it. It's up to us now, I suppose. Yeah, we'll just quietly...
Oh, well, we're just about to start here. Let's uh, let's see if we can hear the final siren. The crowd's pretty noisy. Oh, there it is. The siren, not the final siren. That's the the the, uh, the siren to start the game. Can you you can hear that? And uh, and I'll uh, hand over to Joe. Um, I'll hand over to Joe to start the game here. All right. Uh, we'll start the second half. So uh, we're in the middle of the ground now, and uh, Pitnet and Grundy get in position. And again, we have Razor Ray. It's like he's, it's like he's the only umpire getting around, or the only umpire that we know, it seems. But anyway, uh, Razor Ray balls it up, and uh, Grundy's tapped it down to Mark Murphy, who sharks it. Murphy's tackled by Trelaw, but it spills out, and Kerno gathers it. Kerno gets the hands out. Finds Walsh. Walsh running on now. Gets around Pendlebury. And hands it out to Fisher on the wing here now. Fisher, he gets around Crisp and just bombs it long into Carlton's forward line. But it's cut off there by Jack Madgen. Who's, uh, he's playing quite a game, Madgen. I, I reckon he's been pretty handy. So he goes back, Madgen. And uh, Collingwood, they don't seem to be presenting up the field very much. So he just goes across to Crisp. And uh, what's Crisp going to... He's actually decided he takes on Rodney Harms, gets around him, and uh, Crisp is going for a run. He's going for a little little uh, stroll up the wing. And uh, he gets around Fisher now, which uh, pretty light work there for Crisp. And uh, now gets... Oh, no, Crisp sort of corrals him, and uh, Crisp is forced to hand off to Pendlebury. Pendlebury... Tries to get around Cripps, but he's tackled and gets the hands out. It spills out now to Chris Mayne. And Mayne kicks it in towards the middle of the ground to a leading Ben Reid streaming off the half-forward line. And uh, Reid takes the mark, and he's probably 70 metres from home. And Elliot, he presents, but he ignores him. Stevenson comes charging out into the slot there. Uh, and he's taken a mark in the void that was left by Jamie Elliott. So Stevenson, with that uh, explosive pace, he got away from Jones there, and that's not an easy task, because Jones is quite quick. And uh, so it's uh, it's interesting. Collingwood, they seem to... They like an open forward line for those blokes like Dugowie and Stevenson and Elliott. Reed he presented quite far up the ground and it just allowed yeah that space for those really sharp blokes in the forward line there for the pies. Anyway, Stevenson he's coming in now and he has kicked it. He kicked a goal there for the pies and it's gone straight over the umpire's hat and Collingwood that's uh, that's a pretty handy start for him. That puts him out to seven points early in the third quarter here. Seven points in the third quarter. Well, I tell you, well, gee whiz, uh, I reckon uh, Collingwood are lo uh, looking a lot better than Carlton um, in this third quarter, and I wouldn't, I would not be surprised just by the run and by the way they're playing the game that. Uh, they could take this this game away from Carlton if uh, Carlton aren't careful. If they don't they don't keep having a go. Yeah, the Pies they just have those sort of players that can be really really damaging in a very short period of time. That real X factor, and Carlton over the last few seasons, as I mentioned before, have definitely lacked that, and that's 
that's something that they need to gain. Anyhow, we're back in the middle. And uh, it's Grundy up against Pitnet. Grundy goes up and he's tapped it down to Pendlebury, who hands it out to Main, who's in the middle. And Main looks and he's tackled there by Walsh, but it's spilled out again. And Fisher, it's, it's all very congested. There's a lot of bodies in there. They just seem to have, like moths to a light, have uh, all converged on the footy. And we're going to have a ball up in the middle of the ground. Um... Yeah, pretty congested and tight in there. So this will be interesting. Grundy, he taps it down to Trelaw. Trelaw, he fends off Mark Murphy. Gets the hands out now to a running Jeremy Howe off the half-back line. Howe kicks along to Goey Presents and he flies high. That's a big leap, but it spills. And uh, it's quickly gathered there by Williamson, who in a very sharp manner hands it out to Doherty. Doherty... Goes for a bit of a run again. He's got the confidence, Doherty. It's great to see. And uh, Doherty kicks it to Walsh on the wing there. And Walsh takes an uncontested mark in a very, very small pocket of space. And uh, so he's he comes off his mark now and it's, it's extremely congested. Um, there's not too much going. So he's going to do one of the classics. The big, long kick down the wing. And there's a big pack and Casbolt, he puts his vice grip hands up, but it's punched away there by Moore. That's quite a punch. That's a task and a half. And Fisher gathers it, but he's tackled. Pendlebury now picks it up, and he steps around Walsh with no worries at all. And he keeps running. Tretsky Seaton gets in front of him, but Pendlebury, in a pirouette, spins around, and he kicks along now, and he finds Dugowie. He finds the goey. Now that, that is a play. And that is the new age of Collingwood at their absolute best. Beautiful stuff there from Scott Penelbury. And Jordan Degoe now, the X Factor of the AFL, I'm calling it. He is such a champion. He's going to go back and size up the goals. He's on an angle, but I reckon that almost suits him better. So... Dugowie goes back, and yep, that's right, he's kicked it. He has kicked the goal, and that brings Collingwood out to a 13-point lead, and I would be very, very nervous if I was David Teague. Yeah, I reckon you're, uh, I reckon you're probably right there, Joe. The Blues, they, they don't look, uh, they don't look as sharp as Collingwood. Maybe, um, I'll tell you what, maybe, um... Uh, uh, David Teague, he's, you know, he's not a bloke that sort of, um, he's not a control freak or anything like that. It might be an idea to get uh, Ron Barassi in there to give him the three-quarter time speech, and uh, or even, uh, um, oh, well, obviously you can't get uh, um, Nathan Buckley, but yeah, they they just need some kind of spark. That's all. Um, Anyway, uh, the ball goes back to the centre. Uh, Collingwood, uh, yeah, 13 points up, and uh, the ball's gone back to the centre there, and Brady Grundy this time is contesting against uh, Harry Mackay. I tell you, that uh, Brady Grundy, you've got you to gotta give it to the boy. Um, you know, he just keeps contesting and keeps contesting and stays in there in the ruck all day, and he just he thirsts for more and more, despite his kind of hipster... Uh, attitude about the whole thing um, 
Well, he's got a bit of steel to him, that's all, and up he goes. And uh, in fact, this time Harry Mackay gets the tap down. Paddy Cripps takes the ball away from the centre. Lovely, looping handball out there to Zach Fisher. Zach Fisher, short pass over to Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy takes the mark, goes back quickly. He sees Ed Kerno on his right. He kicks it down to Ed Kerno. Ed Kerno takes the mark. Ben Reed goes into um, uh, goes onto onto the mark there. Uh, I don't know what Ben Reed's doing down there, but he's on the mark anyway. So Mark Mark Murphy goes back and takes his kick, and he kicks it down. And there's Levi Casbolt. He goes up for the mark. He's taken the mark, and what a beautiful mark it was! So I tell you, well, Darcy Moore is a tall bloke, but Levi Casbolt has taken an absolutely towering mark over Darcy Moore. And what a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing for the game. To see a man uh, take a mark like that. And what a nice bloke uh, Levi is as well. You know, like he, he, play, he, he plays in... The, well, who knows? It's, it's an indefinable way he plays. Anyway, he's taken a beautiful mark. And he goes back... And he's about 40 metres out, uh, straight in front of goal, and um, uh, lines it up, kicks, and, well, ladies and gentlemen, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabakani, what have you done, Levi? Why hast thou forsaken us? You've kicked it out on the full, you've done it before, Levi, I don't know who your um, junior kicking coach was, maybe Billy Pickin or Tony Shaw down there in Tasmania. But gee whiz, uh, you know, after such a beautiful mark, why would you forsake us like this? Anyway, that's all right. Um, so Brody Meyer check down there at full back, takes the kick, kicks it out to Darcy Moore. Darcy Moore takes the mark. Jack Crisp running past, handballs over to Scott Pendlebury. Scott Pendlebury is able to evade Patrick Cripps. Scott Pendlebury takes a bounce. Short pass down to Ben Reid. Ben Reid takes the mark. Scott Pendlebury keeps running. Takes the uh, the uh, handball off uh, Ben Reid there. Handballs it over Jaden Stevenson. Jaden Stevenson is running away from the goals there. Josh Dacos is running towards the goals. Stevenson handballs to Dacos. Dacos, bang! Straight through the centre. Fantastic goal there for Collingwood. That's coast to coast, as they say, in the West Coast. And, um, well, what a lost opportunity for the Carlton Football Club. That's the boys. What is that? Uh, 19 points down there. Uh, well, it looks like... Uh, well, no, it doesn't. I mean, there's a long time to go. In the goal, but they're, they're running so well, the, the Collingwood Football Club. Just beautiful football, I must say. Uh, and Carlton just look as if they're a bit uh, like rabbits in the headlights. But we'll see how we go. Over to you, Joe. Uh, yeah, gee whiz. Very exciting game. Well, let's see what happens next. Yeah, I, I don't know. The Pies are just looking too good. They're just too quick. So anyway, we got the ball up again. It's a good old razor ray. And... Uh, yeah, so it goes up and Grundy taps it down to Pendlebury, but he's quickly tackled there by Cripps. And Fisher runs on, picks it up and charges out of the middle, the light frame unit that he is, 
and he kicks along and hits Harry Mackay on the chest. What a beautiful kick there. Mackay just timed his lead impeccably. That was a beautiful bit of play there from the Blues. And, jeez, I don't know. that This could start something. That was pretty, pretty impressive stuff. So Mackay, he goes back now. He pulls his socks up. And he comes in and kicks it. He just squeezed it in, but he kicked the goal nevertheless. So that... Very, very reliable player there, uh, Harry McKay, isn't he, Joe? Yes, yeah, he is. At 204 centimetres, that's a, uh, that's a pretty handy forward the Blues have there. And I must say, a bloody good kick as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's definitely known for his kicking, Harry. So... We're heading back towards the middle now, and uh, it is now 13 points. So, you reckon the Blues have got a chance here, Joe? Well, well obviously a chance, you know, it's only three, the third quarter, but uh, well, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think they certainly do. This is, well, that was very impressive footy. We hadn't seen that much of it and um, from the Blues today, and I think that we've just seen what they can do. Sort of, sort of reminds me of um, 1979 when, um, you know, that, that grand final there when Wayne Harms, uh, you know, did that extraordinary thing. The Blues would look, they'd look down and out, you know, Jezelinko and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I tell you, there's just that, that same sort of feeling about that game, that 1979 game where, um, you know, the mighty Blues, they won by five points. Anyway, I'll let you call, I'll let you call the, the rest of the quarter there, Joe. Yes, well, it could be an interesting ending to this one. So, the ball goes up. Grundy taps it down again, but it's sharked there by Cripps, who quickly hands it out to Walsh on the wing. That's a huge hand pass. And Walsh kicks it long, and it's punched away there by Madgen. But Betts gathers, steps around more, and kicks another. The Blues have kicked another in the space of all of a minute... You can hear the crowd there, very happy about that, and particularly the Carlton supporters. Bets, gee whiz, I mean, I tell you what, uh, what a, oh, isn't it great to have him back at Carlton? Not that we're um, in any way uh, biased towards Carlton, but just lovely to see the boy come back to the the mighty Blues, this this uh, this wonderful Carlton football club. Oh, absolutely! All the fans are happy to have him back. So, um, yeah, we're back in the middle now. Jeez. Different story uh, unfolding here. Seven points. This could be interesting. So the ball goes up again. It's tapped down by Pitnett now, but Shark by Pendlebury. So we got the opposite effect, but he's tackled by Cripps, and we're going to have one ball up. So, again, they're pretty quick to ball it up. It's tapped down by Pitnett. Pitting that, there's Fisher in there. Fisher gets around Maine, gets her hands out to Walsh. Jeez, these young blokes are playing well. Walsh kicks it into the middle of the ground now, and uh, he finds Cripps just in there by himself. Jeez, interesting. So Cripps comes back off his mark, and he's just sizing it up. Silvani leads out. It seems to be a bit of a decoy because McGovern has slotted into the gap that Silvani created and Cripps finds him out in front of Brody Majacek who, uh, well, it's interesting to see him in the uh, back line there. But, yeah, we have McGovern now and he is going to 
line up for Carlton's third goal in the space of about two and a half minutes. This is uh, champagne football from the Blues. So, Mitch McGovern. He, uh, he comes in now. He's sizing up. He's done this before against the Pies for Adelaide. And he's kicked it. That's an important goal for the Blues. Very, very important. And... That is the siren. So one point ball game here. And uh, just from that run on with the Blues, I reckon Collingwood, they seem to have their backs against the wall here. <laughs> you might be right. I'll, I'll tell you what, Joe, I'd like to be a fly on the wall um, uh, in uh, the Carlton three, uh, sorry, the Collingwood three-quarter time half. I'd just really like to hear what sort of things that uh, Nathan Buckley... Uh, is talking about. What well, uh, Warwick? Uh, we haven't heard from you for a while. What do you What do you reckon down there in, uh, on the boundary line? Yeah, well, mate. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I'll tell you what. I, I just spoke to Eddie McGuire. He, I tell you what. He, he he's not he's not happy. And um, uh, Innes, uh, your mate Innes, he, he's not happy either. I don't know why. He's a Sydney supporter, but he doesn't look happy. But um, anyway, uh, Eddie said uh, if uh, if we wanted to, we could go and listen to Nathan in the. Uh, in the three-quarter time huddle and uh, see what he's... <coughs> I've, got no, I've got no idea what he's going to say. <coughs> but um, <coughs> anyway, back to you, Mick. Oh, thanks, Warwick. Yeah, well, um, this is this is set up for a... This is set up for a one hell of a game. Do not go away from your radios because after the break, potentially, we could be listening to Nathan Buckley talking to his players and then we could potentially be seeing one of the great last quarters uh, between Carlton and Collingwood of all time. Who knows? Let's see. Oh, well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Three-quarter time. Well, gee whiz, we've got, a, we've got an interesting game here. There's a point in it. Collingwood up by a point. So what a fantastic... Uh, quarter we've got to um we've got to look forward to and uh anyway um i think oh gee that's um frank frank rang through with a uh with a special you're all very grateful for here in the box um meat pie hero in race five uh he's probably ringing up to tell us how it went there you are frank how, how, how are you going there yeah not bad mick um yeah not too bad well uh, interesting enough, you're uh, normally on time, Frank, but uh, this is the second time you've been late, and how did Meat Pie Hero go? Yeah, pretty good, Mick. Um, yeah, it's very good effort from Meat Pie Hero. It led all the way. Um, eventually, uh, yeah, it took out the prize. Unfortunately, ran a bit too quick, and um, it caught up with the lure of the teddy bear, tore it apart. That's why I'm late. I just, I just spent uh, the last... Um, quarter of an hour picking up all the you know the stuffing out of the teddy bear and putting it back in we had to um what a mate who's a shearer he had to get his shearing kit out and sew it up and uh and uh anyway the girl uh the johnny's little girl she uh she was out the back playing so she didn't see just hope she doesn't uh hope she doesn't see the stitching in the uh in the teddy bear anyway so yeah well it's been a good day here at uh 
sale so far and um, I'll see if I can find you another tip. Oh, uh, good on you, Frank. Yeah, yeah, gee, that's been a bit tragic about the girl's teddy bear. Um, well, I hope you find another lure. Yeah, we'll be right, Mick. I, the clerk of the course, he was able to go home and, um, you know, in between the races and uh, and get the real lure and say so we should be right. Yeah, anyway, good on you, Mick. Yeah, uh, thanks, Frank. Um, all right, well, um, well, well, uh, it's three quarter time as I said, so um, we'll have a bit of a we'll have a bit of a break and we'll be back for that uh, fantastic last quarter. It's such a shame that um, that Warwick can't go into the uh, three quarter time huddle, although I think we've been a bit burnt in that regard in the, in the uh, you know in the uh, you know in the reserve grade one anyway. So all right, we'll have a break and uh, off we go. Yeah, well, um, here we are back again at the three-quarter time break. Um, you know, just having to think about it there, I think Colin would have been a bit disappointed. I reckon they really had Carl on the ropes, um, and then they just kind of relaxed or something like that. And I, you know, I don't think you'd be too far away saying that uh, they're, they're sort of, they got their backs to the wall because Carlton are really running hard, they, that... Uh, that um, that kind of mosquito fleet of uh, Murphy and, and Walsh and uh, backed up by Cripps playing fantastic football and they're just, they got so much energy and so much get up and go. Anyway, down to the boundary line with Warwick. How, how are you going down there, Warwick? Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, well, um, yeah, uh, not too bad. I um, uh, Luckily, we've been able to get uh, into the, um, the Collingwood three-quarter time huddle and... Uh, and uh, Eddie McGuire said to me that um, we could, in fact, uh, record it for uh, the, the radio here for you, Mick. And um, so I'm um, just moving in now, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we can hear this because I reckon uh, Nathan Buckley's going to have some pretty inspirational words. And uh, Eddie assures me he doesn't he doesn't swear in his um, three-quarter time speeches. That's, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Warwick, that's inspirational stuff. Yeah, well, no, yeah, I agree there, Mick. Uh, the hairs on the back of me uh, neck uh, standing on end there. He's a, he's a great speaker, that Nathan Buckley. Um, you know, without all the, all the carry-on and uh, just a simple message. And uh, I reckon a lot of coaches could take a leaf out of, the, out of Buckley's book. I tell you what, uh, Warwick. Uh, I finished playing in the uh, in the seventies, and um, it sounded a lot like um, you know the coaches that used to run around in those days. It uh, really um, you know really inspiring stuff. Anyway, I wouldn't be surprised if um, I know uh, David Teague. He's a very quiet, sort of softly spoken bloke. 
Uh, I don't know whether he can um, match uh, that particular speech for inspiration. So uh, I tell you what, it's going to be a really interesting last quarter. And um, and uh, we'll take a break and uh, we'll come back and um, you can uh, we'll, we'll just look look forward to the last quarter. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the third quarter, and I tell you what, what do you reckon, Jar? It's going to be a cracker. Oh yeah, it's set up perfectly. Um, one point in it. It's just going to be an absolute perler of a final quarter. Well, we've got a re- we've got a real um, we've got a real treat for us today here in the third quarter. Uh, Matt Maloney's just walked in, and he's going to be the special guest star. What do, what do you think of the? Uh, how do you reckon uh, the Blues will go? Uh, uh, the Sabo there, Matt. Um, sorry, in the last quarter it is. So, so how do you reckon the, the Blues will go in the last quarter there? Well, being a uh, staunch supporter of the Blues and Barracker of the Blues, I hope they, they do really well. But it's just amazing how these two sides, it doesn't matter what's happening in the competition or how they're going as individual sides, um, the rivalry just uh, out shines all of that and they always put on a great spectacle now um you've been speaking to percy jones of late uh down there at barwon heads uh north fitzroy what what does he say about carlton this year is he is he giving any, any indication do you think we've got a bit of hope this year for um a bit of success i suppose well not we but then yeah well it's interesting you say that I, I i spoke to him about two weeks ago on this very point and normally, um, previous years, he's uh, rolled his eyes whenever he gets that question asked about how the Blues are going to do this year. But, but this particular time he was asked, he, there was no rolling of the eyes. He looked point blank and said that he thought that they would do pretty well this year. Well, I, th- I think they've done pretty well with the injuries and all that kind of thing, haven't they, Jay? I mean, except for uh, poor old Charlie Curnow and um, Matty Cruiser, a, a tragic loss. Um, the uh, we're pretty we're looking pretty good with the injuries. Yeah, and I think that that's not, not we them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, them. Yes, I, I yeah, I think that that's um, thanks to the acquisition of Andrew Russell from Hawthorne as well. He's made a big difference to the uh, high-performance aspect at the uh, Carlton Footy Club. Well, the boys are out there and they're just about to bounce the ball and the ball goes up. Well, the ball hasn't gone up. There's the siren, so um, the siren goes again and the ball goes up and that's Pittnet against Grundy again, the two tap Ruckman. Grundy gets the tap down. Grundy taps it down to Scott Pendlebury, who pivots who swerves, they, a fantastic uh, a bit of play there and um, handballs it over to Jeremy Howe who's running through through there from the halfback flank, kicks it long to a fast leading Jaden Stevenson once again who takes a nice mark in front of him. I think um, Stevenson might be a bit quick for the uh, Liam Jones, what do you think there uh, Joe? 
Yeah, I think he could have a could have a point there, which is a testament to how fast he actually is. Because Liam Jones is is pretty sharp himself, so it's an interesting matchup. So he's um, he's going back now, setting himself up, Jaden Stevenson. He's quite a good kick as well. I'd expect him to put this one through. And he comes in. And yes, he's just squeezed it in there. So the Pies get one on the board early in this uh, third quarter. And uh, yeah, the Blues are going to want to respond pretty quick, I'd say. Well, they might need to make a bit of a move there, Joe. Well, I think Jaden Stevenson, he, he might just be outstripping um, uh, Liam Jones with a bit of pace. Who do you reckon uh, would be able to sort of get down there and, um, and, and match it with Jaden Stevenson? Oh, that's a, that, that's a tough one. Um, you think Tom Williamson possibly could, um, but it would it would mean that Jordan DeGoey, you'd have to, you know, he's just as quick as Stevenson, so it's a tough balance that the Blues are going to have to try and try and strike here. So it'll be interesting to see anyway. Well, interesting it is, and the ball goes back to the centre. Levi Kaspol, that old, reliable workhorse of the mighty Blues, lumbers into the centre, and as he always does, such a wonderful contest against Brodie Grundy there. He doesn't get the tap down, as he so often does, but he's made enough of a contest for uh, Mark Murphy to have come in and picked up the ball. Mark Murphy... Handballs it out to Ed Kerno. Ed Kerno runs into a wall of trouble. Turns around, sees uh, Patrick Cripps backing him up there. Handballs it out to Patrick Cripps. Patrick Cripps bangs it over his shoulder. Harry Mackay leading strongly. Jack Madgen tries to spoil, but Harry Mackay, those strong hands of Harry Mackay, that is fantastic and what a lovely mark. And so he, he, uh, he goes back, um, and uh, he's probably a bit too far out there, 65 metres, and so he goes back. Eddie Betts is snuck into a little hole there. Harry Mackay, short kick in there, and Eddie Betts is taking the mark in front of Matthew Scharenberg, which allows him to line up about 45 metres out from goal. Not an impossible angle. Um, and I reckon Eddie's got a chance. What do you think, Joe? Oh yeah, he's uh, he's kicked plenty of goals in his career, and I'd I'd say this one is well within his uh, well within his capabilities. So uh, Eddie, as he has for so many years, goes back off his mark, and he comes in, and he's kicked it. So the Blues get one back on the pies early, and uh, the contest it continues at one point. Well, interesting stuff there, and Matt. Um what, what, like your, your um, understanding of the uh, resurgence of, of uh, Eddie Betts for the uh, Carlton Football Club, what, how do you reckon he's going to go? Well, I'm sure he's going to go well. I have every faith in Eddie and his ability and his uh, ability to not only uh, perform as an individual well for Carlton but also inspire the rest of the team. But I must say, I mean, in my youth, I have been... Uh, listening to the game being uh, broadcast and references to the broadcast side of the ground and being on the ball being on the broadcast side of the ground but it's uh, a great privilege for me finally to be here 
with you guys uh, on the broadcast side of the ground. Yeah, well, um, we'll have to get you to, um, you know, just, we'd like you to just do a little piece of play at, at some stage. <laughs> anyway, the ball goes up again. Levi Casbolt wasn't able to get there, so Paddy Cripps has had to take the ruck. He's been successful. He's tapped it down to, um, to Sam Walsh. Who's, who's run out from the wing. Sam Walsh loops a handball over to Zach Fisher, who's been able to get away from Josh Tagos this time. Zach Fisher runs uh, through the half-forward flank, handballs it over to Jack Silvani. Jack Silvani gets caught by Jeremy Allen. It's a ball up on the, on the other half-forward flank down there, um, uh, just across from the Carlton draft side. So... Um Good little, good little clearance there from the Blues, considering they were a man down. Um, anyway, Pitnet, he taps it down. Creeps, as he so often does, gets the handball out to Walsh. Walsh finds Cunningham running through there. Cunningham kicks it across the ground now to a, a Doherty, who's got some space now. So he runs into it, takes, a, takes one bounce, takes another bounce, kicks long... And it's marked there by Casbolt, vice, grips ha- vice grip hands, and he's uh, about 65 metres from home. So he spins around off his mark, and um, Rodney Harms makes a uh, short option there, but I don't think Casbolt uh, will be able to make that one. So he just bombs it long now. McGovern comes leading out. Majacek trails him, and McGovern has taken the mark there in front of Brody Majacek. And he is about 45 metres out from goal on a 45 degree angle. So good play there by the Blues. Um, just sort of getting, weaving their way through. Good run from Doherty out of the half back line. And here we are, Mitch McGovern lining up 45 metres out from home. Well, he's, a, he's a very reliable kick there, uh, McGovern. I think he might, uh, he might even get this one, Joe. What do you think? I think so, yeah. He's done it before against the Pies. He's kicked a uh, very important goal that won them the game. And he's showing a bit of a, a nice bit of turn of speed there as well. What do you think, Jay? You reckon he's uh, you reckon he's fully fit now? Yes, I think he is. I think all that work with Andrew Russell again gets another mention. But um, yeah, he's put in all the hard work and he's um, it's showing. He's played well today. So he goes back now, steady as anything. And he puts it through. And so, yeah, the ball goes back to the centre there. And Darcy Moore, I think, is going to the ruck against um, the big Mark Pittenet. How do you think he's going to go against Mark Pittenet with Darcy Moore? Very fragile player, that Darcy Moore, in recent times. In recent times. I think he'll go all right, though. He's got quite a leap on him. So I think he'll be able to get up and get over uh, Pittenet here. So, yes, the ball goes up, and, yep, Moore has got up, and he's got the tap down to Pendlebury, who hands it out there to Trelaw. Trelaw just bangs it on the boot into the forward line, and Dugowie has come charging out in front of Liam Jones there and has taken a mark now, and he's 35 metres out. That was that couldn't have gone any better for the Pies, considering Trelaw, he just sort of blindly banged it on the boot, and now Dugowie will go back with a chance to um, put them within five points of the Blues. Within one point, sorry. 
So, Dugowie, calm as anything, and he slots it. So it's a real shootout in this uh, last quarter here, and it's uh, back to one point. One point, one point, Joe. That's that's incredible. That Dugowie, that, he's a good player. What do you what do you think there? Uh, you know, um, he's been a real addition to the Collingwood forward line. Yeah, I think he certainly has. Absolutely. They I, they really want to get him into the midfield because he's pretty damaging in there with his clearance work. But, yeah, we'll um, we'll see how this uh, this next bit plays out. So the ball going back to the centre there and um, Collingwood one point up. I'll tell you what, the Blues are going to have to do something here. I don't know, they've picked what Rodney Harms. He has showed a bit of spark here and there. He's taken, he's taken a couple of marks, got a few kicks there. Do you think, Matt, uh, that it was a good idea to get Rodney Harms into the team? Oh, it was a fantastic idea. I mean, it, it harks back to the uh, uh, 1979 grand final and that moment with Wayne Harms where he tapped the ball back into the ground and uh, ran on and won it for Carlton. Well, I, yeah, I think... And, 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 and football is kind of a really organic game and... History in football doesn't necessarily uh, repeat itself, uh, but it certainly rhymes. So wouldn't it be lovely to see something, uh, you know, Rodney Harms there, the Blues are a point down, uh, the Blues are in real trouble. Uh, Wouldn't it be lovely to see Rodney Harms somehow insert himself into the game and, um, you know, because we've only got... Oh, I tell you what, we've probably only got not not much more than a minute. We're into time on. So the ball's back there in the centre. The two big fellas, Grundy, they've got the two big fellas back there in the ruck. Grundy going up against Pittenet. Pittenet is able to get the ball down to Patrick Cripps. Patrick Cripps gets tackled by Scott Pendlebury. The ball spills three. The man himself, Rodney Harms, runs through the centre, picks the ball up takes a bounce, kicks it down towards the forward pocket. There's nobody there. Rodney Harms chases. Jack Crisp is after him. Rodney Harms chases. Jack Crisp keeps going. Rodney Harms keeps chasing. The ball, oh, look, i tell you what, I think that's out. No, he's tapped it back in. He's tapped it back in, and the umpire hasn't called it. The ball's gone towards the goal. Patrick Cripps is running down through the centre. He's picked it up, and he's kicked a goal. That's an extraordinary turn of events. Unbelievable history has in fact <laughs> not just rhymed, but it's repeated itself. And what are we happening? What's happening here? What's happening here? The Blues have they're celebrating as if the game is over. I wouldn't be doing that. What do you reckon, Joe? No, no, I, I wouldn't. There's still still a tiny bit left. And so we've, we've come back into the middle now and uh, we're going to have a ball up. The ball goes up. And it's tapped down there by Pitnet. It's gathered by Cripps. And that's it. The Blues have won. <laughs> what a fantastic effort by the Blues. And I tell you what, wasn't that a wonderful thing to see there, Rodney Harms, finishing the game off like he did. And, you know... What can we say? History repeats itself. What do you think, Matt? I think that's a fantastic result for Carlton and a a a a, a, a great thing 
for the Blues and I'm really happy for Percy at this moment. I'm, I'm, I'm so ecstatic I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have noticed there is a bit of uh, Carlton bias in the box at the moment. Um, we, yeah, we try to hide it. Well, I, I mean, not that I'm a... Yeah, well, no, well, in fact, I am. But, um, and so is Joe. But what a wonderful win, and I think that that shows uh, that uh, if there's any justice in football, then I think we've just seen it there. Well, just uh, looking out the window here, as the crowd um, departs the MCG, and I think it might be Procol Harum, that uh, that English band. In fact, they're coming this way. Um, I think they big hit 1967, uh, Wider Shade of Pale. Hiya, chaps. Procol Harum, I didn't think I'd see you at the MCG. Yeah, whoop. Ah, we're English, and we're, we're Procol Harum, and we come to watch the football today. Fantastic effort by Carlton. What a lovely thing to see. And I know Percy Jones, he'd be very happy. Well, you're probably right there. You're probably right. Now, um, what, so what are you doing in Australia? Hey, up. I thought we'd just come over and say hello to a few friends and maybe play a little bit of music. Oh, fair income. Did you bring your, um... Instruments, maybe you could just play a couple of things or a little song for us. Hey, up, I'd love to. Just come back from uh, Sean and Carmel's place down in uh, Geelong. Uh, we re revamped the words of the White Shade Appeal. I was thinking, um, oh, well, you'll hear the words anyway. You know, the uh, painting on the wall of um, oh, Sean's mates in the nude. I was thinking what what effect it would have on Carmel, particularly when visitors come along. Anyway, I got this nice little uh, electric organ, and uh, off we go. testicles in a pile that Carmel's face at first turned ghost 
family moved down to Geelong. Big city, they'd had enough. Finbar and Francie, they went to school. The Carmel's selling stuff. They brought the can down in Torquay. Save lives upon the beach. And Sean, he's driving ambulances. And life is such a peach. But he hung the painting in the lounge. People would come to stay. would first be ghostly and turn a wider shade of pale well, what a lovely song there uh, thanks chaps all the way from England yeah oh, no worries Mick uh, we might see you next time uh, yeah good on you alright well um, this is about it uh, for me and Joe and uh, Matt and Frank and, and uh, Warwick and all the rest um We've really enjoyed your company, and, uh, well, let's, um, we'll see you next time.